You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's time for the Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. How are you? Hello. I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, yes. good. So we are uh, at the start of the summer blockbuster season, and being two older guys, we're probably not going to see half the blockbusters anytime soon. You still haven't even yeah. seen Doctor Strange. No, I, you know what? I, for some reason, it... You asked me just before we started, have you seen it, Doctor Strange yet? And I, I kind of went, oh, yeah, that was the thing I meant to see. Yeah. It's kind of slipped off my radar. Well, that's the thing with the summer blockbusters. You get yeah. like a two-week window, and then it just completely goes dark, all marketing, because now yeah. it's time for the next big thing. And, of course, right now, Top Gun Maverick started again. And it's getting hugely popular or uh, positive reviews. It yeah, seems it like it's pretty good. but And, and I've, I literally had... My dad asked me, hey, hey, are you going to go see Top Gun? Yeah, that, well, that's how big the original Top Gun was. And the, you know, the problem is, um, like I'm in a situation now where uh, I said to Alexander, we, you know, would you fancy going to see Top Gun? And he does. I said, have you seen the original one? He said, I'm, I'm not sure. I may have done, download it for me and, and, and I'll watch it again. And I know, having watched it again, not, well, not that recently, but I have watched it again several times. It's one of those movies that doesn't hold up as well, particularly no. nowadays. No, of course it doesn't. Yeah. So there is a real risk that he could watch the original Top Gun and go, oh, I'm not bothered about watching the new one. Um, look, the thing is, with with a Tom Cruise joint at this at this stage yeah. in his career, you would know exactly what you're getting. Yes. You're getting a guy who, who uh, looks, acts, and behaves probably about 15 years younger than he actually is. Yeah. Yeah. He, who, deli- who is effectively honed his performance into something that is very recognisable but is completely enjoyable. And then he's now calling all the creative shots. So he's choosing the directors, he's producing. That's not necessarily a bad thing, though. No, I know. What I'm saying is you're getting something that's a very, very well-created, well-oiled product, and you're going to have a good time. Um, You know, and and some of them are hit and miss. I've got to be honest, I've pretty much enjoyed every movie I've seen Tom Cruise in in the last 10 years. Yeah, he's I've, done a great you know, job. I, I, And this looks like it's going to be his biggest opening weekend ever, which is yeah. saying something when we're talking about Tom Cruise. But, yeah, I, you know, there's some actors that I, I think that they're more popular than they really deserve. And then there's others that they've earned everything that they've yeah. got. And I think Tom Cruise is one of them. Now, I think he's a... a kind of a wacky dude yeah. you know he's I, I don't care about his religion even though i think it's a weird cult i, I don't yeah. care um it works for him fine that's that's great as long as it's yeah. not pushed on me i don't care um yeah. but in, in the whole standing on oprah's couch yelling i love this lady and that yeah he's had some moments but yeah. <laughs> all in all he seems to make relatively good decisions that movie that they, where they tried to start the monster universe, yeah, um, that was actually a pretty good movie. Tom did a good job. It was just kind he of did, yeah, yeah. We didn't really yeah, care. It, the, the execution wasn't there as far as building everything up around it. You know, it just yeah, didn't I, happen. I, 
yeah, I, it's it's exactly as I say. Some of them are better or worse, um, but I really enjoyed it. That one he did um, probably about ten years ago now. Uh, the one where they where they're on the he's like one of the last humans on the planet, and he's looking after the machines. Oblivion, it was called. Yeah, Oblivion. Yeah, based on a video game. Yeah, it, I thought it was a brilliant movie. Oh, I did too. Uh, it, it it wasn't it wasn't a big success, but I, I I thought it was really really good, and I thought he was really good in it. Um, yeah, I think he's probably one of the hardest working Hollywood stars out there today. You, uh, um, I don't in, think anyone will ever say that Tom Cruise doesn't put the effort in. Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah. I think he's very passionate about what he does. I think he works very hard. And of course, he does um, a lot of his own stunts, which I'm sure the Hollywood system hates. Yeah, but it has added to his mystique. Apparently, in Top Gun Maverick, one of the reasons the fly sequence is so good is because he insisted that much of the cast do them for real rather than using CGI or um, back screen or stuff like that. He said, no, I want us to be in the planes um, and I want to get reaction shots of us in the planes. Yep. Uh, and that's one of the reasons apparently why it's, um, you know, it's it really, I've got to be honest, from the trailer and some of the clips I've seen, I think some of the some of the flying stuff going on is a bit ridiculous. And it seems to be an awful lot of planes kind of hanging in midair, which I'm pretty sure is not a thing. Um but uh, nevertheless, uh, yeah, it's getting very, very good write-ups. And I, I do I do want to go see it, to be honest. I do, too. I just don't want to go to a theater and see it. Even though I yeah. think that that movie, with the aerial shots and that kind of thing, probably works best on a very large screen. Eh, yeah. I just, I, I don't so, like going to the movie theaters. I just don't. So, so I, I'm kind of working up a strategy now for how to go to the movies. Um, so I, I choose theaters that I know don't tend to be busy. I tend to go out of hours if I can. Um, two o'clock have on a lot, Tuesday. We, yeah, we have a or or late in the evening or stuff like that. They, we have a lot of theaters near me where they have these kind of um, they're, they're meant to be more premium experiences. So yeah. You get very big seats with big armrests between. They're them all there. like and that it, here. All right. Well, the 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 idea obviously is you're not sat on top of each other, um, which you know is kind of a good thing, really, especially with the monkeypox on the way. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm going to do. But the thing is, that takes an enormous amount of effort. <laughs> and uh, as you and I have been discussing, we can flick on the TV anytime we want and we can get an embarrassment of riches to watch. Well, so it's really hard to motivate yourself yes, to go out. Speaking of embarrassment of riches, Obi-Wan Kenobi started. Uh, yeah. I, and I thought it was just Obi-Wan, but no, it's actually called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, yeah. I've seen the first episode. I think you've probably seen the first two. We don't want I've to talk about two. it too much yet because we got to give everyone a chance to see the whole thing and i think a series like this deserves to have a series review not a per episode review yeah um i will just say uh, uh, this also also we were burned on paper yes yeah yeah because it started <laughs> amazingly well and then it just burned and crashed uh that being well, i do want to go back and watch boba fett because i feel like maybe i was a little bit too harsh in my criticisms and i thought you know what in the in the winter doldrums in the middle of you know November well December, you know I'm going to take the week of Christmas off. Maybe I will spend that week watching that series again, but probably not. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah, I just I, I wanted to love that so much. Um, uh, well, I I mean you watch the first episode of Over One, you immediately think, wow, they saved some money by reusing some of the sets. Yeah, some of them are <laughs> definitely right out of Boba Fett and Mandalorian, but. To be fair, it's on a planet that they visit seems to be often. Now, we knew they were going to be on Tatooine simply because, well, that's where Luke was left. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> I like the fact that they got all the original actors that they had before. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that Princess Leia is in it, and she's central. And you know what I thought of? And we don't want to give any spoilers away yet. But at the end of that first episode, I thought to myself, that answered a huge question I had for a long time, which is, if Obi-Wan was on Tatooine and his whole job was taking care of Luke, how the hell did she know, because she wasn't on Tatooine, who Obi-Wan Kenobi is and how he's her only hope? Well, now we know. Now we know what's going on. Okay. I liked how they kind of answered that without bothering to hit you over the head with it yeah um i like the character of um princess leia i like the fact that we don't even see luke really well you can't i guess you can't because i mean i mean i think you're going to in the series yeah well maybe but this series is 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 appealing to certainly at the beginning deftly try and weave a narrative that that doesn't cause too many conflicts for the for the uh for the original star wars movie uh, and that means it ha- there are some things it's going to have to really really touch very lightly yeah um because obviously in in the original star wars kind of luke knows who ben kenobi is but doesn't really know him at all well um, he doesn't know much about him which suggests no. they may have met one or two times but that's it exactly yeah so um you know and there was a nice little tie-in um obi-wan the gives, toy gives gives him the toy uh t16 which we see him playing with in in star wars yeah Stuff when he's like 20 years old of, it's kind of cool yeah because <laughs> um, we and, all did that when we were 20 um <laughs> I, I thought that the cinematography was spot on. I was looking forward to hearing the the music because I know John Williams scored it, and I I, I barely yeah. remember hearing any Didn't, music. It, it doesn't really stick out. Not it's at very, all. It's very um, subtle. I, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It's probably even more subtle. I've, when you watch um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, they've done, kind of done this theme tune that yes. kind of varies the original theme tune without copying it yep. it's the sort of thing they used to do when they did a knockoff video game and they didn't want to get sued so yes. they did something that sounded similar uh, and the obi-wan music is very very like that it sounds like john williams parodying himself in avoid trying to avoid copyright well, he games, is 90 which is a little bit weird um i i'm two episodes behind on strange new worlds i'm kind of banking them a little bit because i love it so yeah. much so far um yeah. so I heard a little derision when you said you, when I said cinematography, you're like, eh. So, um, particularly in the second episode, which you've not seen yet, and they go to a new planet, um, there are some areas where it sticks out like a sore thumb that they're using this um, this back screen LED thing. Yeah. Uh, and there's also a couple of areas where the CGI is, is not done well. Yeah. Um, and and you see a little bit of that in the first episode. Have you noticed how, um, without giving too much plot, obviously this is these are the sort of movies where people get chased all the time, yep. right? Um, there is a point where Leia is being followed, uh, and you just think, well, <laughs> those those guys can't catch her. Yeah, there's a lot more. I, I of that thought in- I thought a little bit of that too. I was like, yeah, it, it, it's, it was kind of like you know when you play follow when you play chasing a toddler, yeah. Yeah, and you want them to think that they're being chased and they get all kind of head up and scared. Yeah. But obviously, you know, if you took proper steps, you would catch up with them. Well, it looks like that. Yeah. And, and, and obviously, the stakes are meant to be much higher. There's a lot more of that in the second episode, unfortunately. Uh, and that's that could have been fixed in the first down. episode if she would have stayed under the brush and, and using, because 
if they they establish that she went into this area a lot, that she just yeah. knows the area so that she's got the advantage. Yeah. But but the thing is, in the second episode, she's on a different planet, so that won't work anyway. Yeah. And it just basically looks like nobody's really trying very hard to catch her. Yeah. And it's it, it it jars. It really does. And and in a show like this, where you really need to kind of establish buy this. into yeah. what's going on, a, anything like that, which which kind of jars you a little bit, does really stick out. So it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But I have to say, first two episodes in, it's. It's so much better than Boba Fett was. Yeah. It moves much more quickly. Um, obviously, you've got um, Ewan McGregor doing Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is, I mean, talk about, bearing in mind, a role he's not done for a long time. No, he, just, he hasn't done it since, what, 2002? Yeah, exactly. He just fits into it like a glove. 20 he's years. such a good actor. 20 and years. He, and and, and the, the, obviously, he's trying to portray Obi-Wan as somebody who's conflicted, is maybe a little bit depressed. Um really is, is kind of defeated and has turned his back on what he was and it comes across so well he's so good at it um it's really it's really kind of you know it really and well put it this way i'm really enjoying it it's really yeah, good it's really good um, and and not, they're let's, hitting let's hope they don't blow it you they know, are but, hitting the nostalgia but in a good way because yeah, this show and, needs it and, and i and think I, know, I think there is a lot of areas to explore in obi-wan kenobi's life because we know how he dies and when he dies we know who kills him so knowing all that and knowing that there is a 20-year gap between the end of uh you know the the rise of the sith and then the beginning of star wars a new hope or as we called it when i was growing up star wars because it it didn't have a new hope in it that's a 20-year period where he gets very old very fast but I always kind of assumed, well, I mean, it's Tatooine. That's a, it's a, such a harsh environment to live on. Yeah. Um, th- there's, there's a lot of stories they could tell there. I never, no. I never bought that he just sat in a hovel and spied on Luke occasionally. No, it, he was a general well, in the clone army. He did all, well, he was yeah, a but, Jedi. He did a lot of stuff. But you've got to remember that, um, before when we had that intervening time there was no idea of the inquisitors and the jedi being hunted down no but in they fact, added all that in in uh clone wars and they did and, and but, more but now that now that make, now that makes it far more understandable yeah. why he'd be hiding out on tatooine and obviously that's that's going to be a big part of this show as well i, I so here's here's my only my only problem with that is that i always felt the the whole inquisitor thing was a little bit strange in that, um, you know, you, you're you're hunting down Jedi, but you're using Force-sensitive people who effectively could have been Jedi um, to do it. Um, and I, I, that didn't really... That idea has never quite gelled for me because um, you either... You want to exterminate Jedi, which means presumably... I mean, These people are going to eat it one day. Yeah, exactly. You would imagine you'd see the writing on the wall... Or alternatively, you you go. You know, we're we're kind of cool with Jedi as long as they're on our side. Well, in which case, why but, why wouldn't you try more to recruit them rather than kill them? I, I well, because you know. once they become a Jedi, they've they've kind of followed that path. These people no, haven't followed that some path. Of, some of these, uh, I mean, it isn't the Grand Inquisitor, isn't it? From Rebels, I seem to remember that he was a Jedi eternal. Yes, I believe so, you're right. Yeah, so you know, and and it's kind of set up in this one, but they're that, not that, Sith. They're they're dark force yeah, they're not, users. Yeah, but but that's that's dark what I mean. Jedi. You know, you know what the Sith do to you. Yeah, yeah. The Sith always the Sith turn on each other. So but the Emperor is more about guys? manipulation than outright slaughter. He's always been 
you know, moving things like a master chess, uh, chess player. He just, yeah. I, I never got the impression that he was all that super powerful. I mean, Vader just picked him up and chucked him over the edge. You know, how <gasps> spoilers. Spoilers from Return of the Jedi. Um, so I never thought he was super powerful. He his most powerful asset was working behind the scenes and manipulation and getting others to do his bidding. That's that's yeah. kind of what made him scary. So it kind of did make sense that the, he would recruit Jedi who were more, oh, let's say, um, influential or he could yeah. influence that they would do his bidding. I so I never had a problem with that. Um, and and let's be honest, if all he had was stormtroopers, him and Vader, how difficult would it have been for the sur- and we knew not all the Jedi were killed, but how difficult would it be really with Jedi's powers to kind of band together and go take them back? I think they could have probably done it. So it kind of makes sense that he's going mm-hmm. to use whatever resources are available, which means easily manipulate a Jedi. Those who were Jedi, but were they really? You know, you, mm. every organization is going to have a couple of bad apples in it. So in, in those respects, I kind of buy into it. I, I didn't have a yeah. problem with it because you got to have something that's going to kind of keep the Jedi at bay. You're like, oh, crap, they've yeah. got some dark Jedi users. They're not Sith, but they are definitely bad guys. So mm-hmm. I, all in all, I'm looking forward to watching the entire series. Um, I'm cautiously op- optimistic about it. Yeah. But. We've been burned before, as you said. Um, one of the things for me that I was burned recently on, which I know you've watched finally, Moon Knight. Yeah. The trailers for Moon Knight only had me mildly excited. And I wanted to see, because in some respects, Moon Knight was con- cons- created, if you will, as Marvel's Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, the Dark Knight. Oh, they have Moon Knight. Yeah. You know, very similar outfits with, you know, a mask and a cape. and a, He was basically kind of Batman. But they did something a little different. He had split personality, and that kind of worked. You know, they, they played on that a lot in the comic books. Yep. So I thought that if this is going to be a series where this guy puts on a costume and goes after bad guys... I don't care if it's New York or Gotham City, but he goes after bad guys. He lives firmly in the Marvel Universe and that he's kind of inspired to do this because he's seen other heroes. Uh, I thought maybe if it happens during the snap where a lot of the heroes are now gone and he has to kind of step up using his yeah. training and the protagonist could be some cult leader and you know that's he that guy recruits people. And maybe he has superpowers or maybe he doesn't. I don't care. But set in, you know, an urban environment Mm -hmm. and he can struggle with himself. That would have been great. And they didn't do any of it. (laughs) We got weirdness. Who? uh, Some people said, oh, wait, there's Egyptian gods in the Marvel Universe and roll their eyes. And I thought, we have Norse gods with hammers. And he's the most popular character almost in the Marvel Universe. So I don't have no problem with that. But yep. it was a boring story, and it took way too long to do anything. Yeah, it's just boring. I, well, I think I think they spent a lot of time focusing on 
a slow reveal of the Moon Knight and who he was and, and why he was the way he was and the whole split personality thing. And we talked about this before with your first couple of episodes. It was really kind of interesting as that slow reveal kind I, of I came thought, out. I thought it was great. The yeah. him the, His accent had to go. It was so bad. Yeah. Well, well, you know, it, it was a choice. Yeah. He made a choice. He made a choice. Um, and at least he, he stuck with it. I'll give him that. Yeah, But absolutely. the conversations he's having with himself and reflections and give me the body and... You know, he's in a car chase, and then he comes back. He snaps, too. And you don't see what happens yeah. between them. But yeah. obviously, the other guy's way more skilled at doing all this stuff. That was all great. The moment that the costume materializes and wraps around him was stupid. It was just stupid. <laughs> yeah. They should not have brought in the Egyptian gods or any of that stuff. Well, that's, for, kind of, that's for the second season when you really yeah, explore well, how they, he became so, what he is. Here's the thing. So, so they they kind of turned it into a supernatural Indiana Jones type thing. Yeah. You know, once they once they got to Egypt, it basically got a whole lot worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I my I think my problem with it really is not so much a lot of that. I could kind of live with that. It wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it was going to be. Um, for for a character such as Moon Knight, he didn't actually do an awful lot of fighting. No, um, and then the fighting they did, the choreography was really the choreography bad. was was really awful. Yeah, um, the the problem I had with it really is is just that um, it's like you say. Had they done it during the snap, I think that would have been a much better decision. The problem I have is that there's these big kind of mystical things going on. You know, the whole uh, the whole sky's going back in time. Oh, that was so stupid. Well, and that's the, and that's bad enough that that you know they imprison the god who did it. The other gods do it, and I just I, I look at that and you think the problem is is that you do. Ha- I think you have to remember that this is all taking place in a common world, right? Right, and it it's it, we talked about this before, but it's now becoming stretched to the point of incredulity that huge mystical magical things can going on and then we have magical characters on the planet like Doctor Strange who just go oh well I'm not going to bother looking into that you know that's 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 outside of my purview right uh, and it, you, you you know and the avengers wouldn't have anything to say about it that nobody would even go check it out right but instead no they they just they Move just right blindly ignore it. it because it's part of somebody else's yeah. story think about moon knight um, think about how much better it would have been with this setup it's during the snap and they they Establish immediately this is would the snap last for 10 years five years five years five years years. so this is a year after the snap and things are going bad crime is huge because you know half the police force is gone you know what i mean so there's it's a very opportunity wouldn't wouldn't crime be the same because half the criminals are also gone no because if you lose half the police force you're going to have a lot of people who you know are, are very opportunistic and are going to take well, advantage of half the opportunity people are also gone. <laughs> mm. There's that. I'm saying is you know, everything, if everything's low by half, I don't know. Well, I, know. I think you get a lot more lawlessness. Okay, yeah. And you've had natural, or you've had disasters because planes have fallen out of the sky and crashed. Yeah. And okay. people are just freaked out. They're grieving. Everybody's lost somebody. You see, see. If it, and so part of the worst of humanity kind of rears its head. So it well, takes... Maybe, maybe. It You know, we still have Captain America and Black Widow. We have, you know, half the Avengers are still there. But well, actually, most all the Avengers are still there, except for, you know, just a couple. Um, so it's, it's just a really dark, depressing time. And here's Mark Spector with his split personality. One of them works at a museum in New York which they establish 
that he sees what's happened and he's a hero worshiper. He loves, he has an apartment with Captain America's photo in it and uh, Spider-Man and he's, he's really into that and he sees what's going on and he just desperately would love to be able to do something about it, but he's very mousy. I but not knowing yeah. that his split personality has taken that, became Moon Knight, and the reveal is he finds the costume, he puts it on, he makes a complete jackass um, of himself. I, I think you've just described the plot of Miss Marvel, which is the upcoming show. Well, if that's the case, then that could be pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think pretty sure. The comic that's... book of Miss Marvel was brilliant. Now, they're going to yeah. change her power somewhat, which is fine. And they're going to change her backstory because they didn't really establish in humans very well in the Marvel Universe. But I'm scared about Miss Marvel. I really hope it's great. But the the comic book character is fantastic. The first two years of that comic was just so good until they integrated her more tightly into the Marvel Universe where she's meeting all these heroes. And you're like, yeah, okay. Um, Same thing with Miles Morales. He was great in a separate universe. As Spider-Man, the moment they integrated him in the Marvel Universe proper, it didn't. It doesn't work as well. Uh, that being said, um, Moon Knight had the potential to be something special. Instead, I think it was all in all, grading it A through E, I'd probably give it a D plus. Uh, yeah, I might give it a little bit better than that, but it's definitely not higher than the C. Uh, look, None I, of the supporting characters mattered at all. Well, yeah. They that's... they were boring. They tried to establish a relationship. I never bought into it at all. No. Um I think I think they were brave and they first of all they tried to do something completely different from the comics, which I think is brave. And I think they tried to do something that literally was standalone. Um rather than being part of the of the big plan. And in some respects I kind of respect them for trying that. I just don't think they landed it. No, they didn't um, at all. Uh and um you know, it, it's it's another one of those shows which is kind of you know it's interesting. It passes the time, but you feel like it could have been more. But maybe that's maybe that's partly ours. Maybe maybe we have too high expectations when we go into these things nowadays. I don't know. I would think that Kevin Feige would realize that one of the things that the audiences of shows like this love so much because they spent an inordinate amount of time building a shared universe between these characters is that we don't necessarily have to see the actual actor, but a small call out to, hey, this is going on. Uh, If he's walking through New York, going to work, Rogers the musical billboard would have been... But it was set in London. So it wouldn't make any sense. Well, the traveling, you know. Uh You know what I I mean? Just some kind of a call out. You know, he's, he's walking by television and they have footage of whatever going on spider-man or the hulk on i i I mean this go is just going back to what i was saying before i have to wonder um i think there's an opportunity to do something to talk about what to do a show which kind of focuses on what it's like living in the fcu for an ordinary person yeah i agree where all of a sudden you've gone from because obviously at the beginning of the mcu starting with iron man uh, basically it's our universe and then it diverges right because iron man becomes a thing and from that point on, obviously, because comics, yeah, you get uh, mystical, you get uh, alien invasions, you get all of this kind of, uh, you get the blip, you get Thanos, you get all of this kind of universe-shaking stuff, and, and the man in the street is dealing with it. And we've just seen, 
having gone through COVID, yeah, what big world-affecting events does to people, yeah? And it and have we? I know. Right now, well, do you think, see any th- difference in uh, well, no, pre I think, and I think post-COVID? I don't see I a whole it, lot of difference. I think it has. I think I think people are more on edge even than they were before, and they were pretty crazy before. I'd like to see something that says, what, what's, what's this do to ordinary people to suddenly live in a universe where any day the sky might change or the aliens might invade or half the people disappear? How, how about a story, like? it? it doesn't have to necessarily be during the snap, but after the snap where people come back. And yeah. my wife is married to another man and she has children <laughs> now. That's For right. me, or, there's no time has passed. I was, I was just gone. I'm back. There was nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and all of a sudden there's somebody else living in my house. What about the people that were traveling on a plane that disappeared and after the snap now they're falling to the ground? You know, there's a lot of things that they could have covered, <laughs> yeah. but we're that's, we're that's, not getting into that, that. That second one's going to be a very short show. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> Marvel has done short. You, in, the past. in fact, you said all the planes crash, but I I, I was thinking to myself, hang on a minute, every plane has two pilots, so surely no planes will crash. Well, sure they did because it, it's not like they took, you know. All the pilots, or I mean, it's completely random, wasn't it? Uh, well, do we know? Well, do we know? Do we know the Thanos thought process in the snap? Did he think about these things? Well, Did obviously, he, he couldn't say I because this is a universe phenomenon. It happened everywhere, not just Earth, yeah. but everywhere. So he couldn't think I'm going to take that guy's wife and that guy's, you know, <laughs> well, he couldn't have done not? that. It's just half it's the population. Inf- he had gone. an infinity gauntlet. He was literally the most powerful being in the universe. He was like a God at that point. Yeah. Now, you know, why, why couldn't he have had, had the uh, infinite power to be able to, to sort all that out in the, in the uh, millisecond of his snap. Yeah. I, I do like the fact that Thanos won. Yeah. He actually did. They didn't undo it. That, no. Thanos did exactly what he was. Yeah, it was. I mean, let, let's be honest. It was a completely stupid idea. <laughs> if 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 you want to solve resource problems by getting rid of half of the resource consumers, all you've done is kick that can down the road. Yeah, generation. That's true. <laughs> you Unless know, you firmly uh, believe that people see how much better everything gets because of it, and they put in population controls, which is a terrible idea, of course. Of course, you know, especially if you live in China, but. Uh, yeah. sounds like sounds like doing it in the u.s at the moment well they are let's not even go yeah. there because i'll get pissed off um <laughs> and it's not even joking no i know um but let's move on yep. they did show another marvel series coming up um a teaser if you will although I, i'm not sure i know other than maybe an extra 20 seconds i don't know the difference between a teaser and a trailer anymore no, uh I, I think it's what the marketing people call yeah she hulk yeah which She-Hulk attorney at law yep, well, was a great comic book that broke the third yeah. wall for a long time. Yeah. Um, they're not doing that obviously. Cause that would, that would be terrible. Um, you know, there's a lot of criticism on how She-Hulk looked. Some people said, Oh my God, she looks too CGI. And in some of those scenes she did, but I just assume they're not done yet. They're still going to be tweaking it and making it look more realistic. So I'm fine with that. They're going to make it better. And even if they don't, that's okay. As long as it's yeah, a good you know, show, that's all I really care about. Uh, well, of course it is. And you know what? I'm, I'm kind of sick of this, right? We had this with Wonder Woman as well. As you know, as soon as, it, as soon as something like it comes out, yeah, all of the incels 
the ones who live in their mum's basement come out and go, oh, she doesn't look like she does in a comic book. It's going to suck. Yeah, Actually, she did like look the, like she did in the comic book. That's the I know, thing. I know, there but, was two yeah. versions of She-Hulk. She-Hulk is uh, not very muscular. She's muscular, but not like the Hulk is. Yeah, no. She just, just looks like a, yeah. a, 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 a strong girl who's green. Yes. And then the yeah. savage She-Hulk, where she does Hulk up, where she does yeah. look a lot more powerful. And but the, yeah, but the the point is, I'm what I'm what I'm saying is, whenever they cast a woman in a lead role, oh, yeah. you get a bunch of dudes come out going, "No, it's it's going to suck. She doesn't look right. They haven't got the right actress. Right. Her boobs aren't big enough, yep. or you know, something stupid like yes, that." Yes, absolutely. And and uh, you know, I I take the view that that sort of criticism is just not valid. Really, I 100 percent agree, uh, yeah. and it gets way more attention than it deserves. Yeah. That being said, this trailer. Looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm so glad that first, Mark Ruffalo yeah. agreed to play a part in it. Yeah. Um, we, I, I, I'm pretty sure we. It's been confirmed that Charlie Cox is in it, or it, yep. has that been confirmed? I'm pretty sure I, uh, I saw that that was confirmed. I'm not sure whether it's speculation because she's an attorney in, in New York and he's an attorney in New York. It would make I sense. I hope he's yeah. in it. I really uh, do. And it, and it, and it, it, let's face it, it could be one of these things that they that they don't want to admit because actually it's a major part of the story. Yep. That's because fine. That would be that would be a good way to bring Daredevil back yep. into the MCU. I like that the um, one guy she she literally picks him up. Yeah, and he's a big I'll, dude. That that was the, great. I think that's Crusher Creel. Yeah, but this is um, this this show is a comedy. Uh, it's um, it's very light hearted, and I think that's As one she of the Hulk things. Was. Yeah, that's it, one of the things we want because a lot of these. TV shows and everything, they're very self-serious, and we kind of like the stuff that's a bit more... That was one of the fun things about Hawkeye, so a lot of it was much more light-hearted, because... Looking Kate back Bishop at Hawkeye, was, that was know. such a good series. Yeah. It was so good. You know, yep. it, it hit all the right buttons for me, uh, with the exception of Echo. I, I don't care about this character, and I know she's no. getting her own series, and I could care less. It, even though they're bringing Kingpin in as the big bad guy on that series, uh, she's such a one-dimensional boring character to me well it's difficult because she uh she can't speak <laughs> she's because of the deaf thing you know, no it's so not that she just i don't know i the character was boring they yeah no i, I agree it she didn't it didn't really excite me no um and i, and I, feel, I feel like, like it was the, stuffed in there that it wasn't necessary yeah and also so, and obviously it's based on on a comic character but i just kind of feel like the you know the badass female latino with an axe to grind has been done to death in so many movies oh i don't have a problem with that it's just they didn't other than the scene that her her father is killed yeah I just, I don't know. It didn't feel like it belonged in Hawkeye. It should have been its own thing. Yeah. It it just, it felt forced, and I didn't like that. Um, because, quite honestly, the, everything, all the other characters came across as just great. The Russians were almost perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kingpin was Kingpin. I mean, it, it seemed a little reduced role from where we assume Kingpin would be. Yeah, but I think he's, I think he's, he's rebuilding his presence after getting out of prison, isn't he? So I, I kind of bought into that as well, that he's, he's basically picking up the, the reins after yeah. being away for a bit. Oh, I'm not saying it's necessarily and negative. And had, I just... uh, no, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, he, I think, I think he has to do a little bit of reputation reestablishment. <clears throat> yeah. You know, uh, and he's, and also he's, I, he, I'd like the way how they, they kind of made it like he's now getting more hands on because he, he did the hands off thing and look where it got him. Yeah. Well, so he's now getting far more involved than perhaps he was before. Yeah. So, 
you know. All in all, Hawkeye was great. She-Hulk has the potential to be so good. Um, and it's obviously firmly in the Marvel Universe because Mark Ruffalo's in it as the yep. Hulk. So I, I, I just don't know enough about it. When's it coming out? Is it this fall? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure either. I see the trailers and I, I just kind of will come when it will come. Speaking um, of trailers, they also released a trailer for Andor, which of course is kind of a prequel to um, Rebel or um, uh, Rogue, Rogue Squad, One. Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking forward to this a lot. I really was. I liked his character. I, I'm kind of curious to see how he became a rebel. Um, the trailer did nothing. It, it no. was boring. Here's a yeah. shot, and here's a shot, and here's a shot, and who I it, it doesn't tell me anything. This can, I've got to be honest. This one concerns me um, because uh, it, it, we've talked at length about how we want Star Wars to do stuff outside of the Skywalker area. Um, and how there's a great big galaxy out there and we never see anything of it. And yet they show they, they're going to do this, which is exactly what we've been asking for. And it, it just doesn't excite at all. I, I said to you before we started, this to me um, reminds me of the tone of Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, I get that. Which was, yeah, which just really, again, was, was kind of meh. Yeah. It really was. Um, and this as it well. It had good and, moments, and, but yeah. you know what scares and, and, me more? And let me stop for one second while I'm just yeah. on my mind. Kathleen Kennedy, who really needs to get out of Star Wars, she really yep. does, said they're not they're no longer going to cast new actors in classic roles, i.e. they're going to use CGI anytime they bring back an older character. <sighs> Such a huge, huge mistake. Well, I can only hope if that, if the reading between the lines, that means they're not going to bring back these old no, characters. No, they are going to bring them back, and they're going to use CGI just like they did with Luke. I think Luke's going to have a big, yeah. prominent role in the Disney Plus series is moving forward. Huge mm. mistake. Recast yeah. these characters. It's yeah. not like these are such special actors that nobody could possibly pay, play that role. I, I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that for any role. Black right. Panther, you're going to have to recast. Maybe. It depends <laughs> on what they do with the movie. But, you, you know, there's nothing wrong with letting some... Look, if they would have said that with a Joker, we never would have got Heath Ledger. Yeah, we still have Caesar Romero. We'd have Caesar Mer <laughs> or Jack Nicholson if you don't want to go that far back. Yeah, you know. You, yeah, you, but there's you know, no problem with recasting. I, I re I rewatched the original Batman recently because so I put Alexander onto it. Uh, he kind of enjoyed it, but it's a very very different movie from what we have nowadays for Batman. Um, and oh, uh, you mean the '89 uh, yeah. version? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's uh, and, it's and, pretty good. Uh, and and also as well. Over, I found that over time, Jack Nicholson's performance in that has has it doesn't blow me away anymore because it's just Jack Nicholson. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, when that came out, Nicholson being was being Nicholson. I mean, yeah, and it, I had no problem with him in the role, but let's not pretend that that's the be all and end all of yeah, exactly. that character. There, yeah. there. I, honestly, I think that everyone that's done Joker's done it. What toy did she get that squeaking? Oh, you got your favorite toy. Okay. Um, Jared Leto, I thought he did a pretty good job as Joker. Yep. Uh, is he my even favorite? The, even the no. guy, I think even the guy they had in Gotham was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's put this notion aside that no one could ever be Han Solo. No one could ever be 
Luke Skywalker. I mean, they recast Chewie. <laughs> they recast R two D two. You know, let's let's. It it's, it infuriates me that somebody would take this kind of a stance and make this kind of a public announcement. Like it deserves a round of applause. It doesn't. It's insulting to current and future actors as well. Oh, so yeah. you could just replace us with CGI and that's all. That's fine. No, you you got to have real actors acting well, to make well, it no, good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, where does it end? Why in that case, in this current series, do we have you and McGregor? as Obi-Wan right. Kenobi, and why don't they use CGI and the young Alec Guinness to do it? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, I mean... That's, Take that's, it to its logical that's, conclusion. That's the absolute... That is the point in a nutshell right there, is that yeah, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was originally um, Sir Alec Guinness, one of the finest British actors of a generation. So why if, why did you recast him with Ewan McGregor? Why are you not taking the opportunity now to take all of... Um, Alec Guinness's younger black and white roles and use that as a basis for CGI. You know, even if an actor is completely um, unseen in a role, and I'll give you two examples. Kenny Baker in R2-D2, as R2-D2 and um, The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. They both, without seeing their faces, emote so much, emote so much uh, emotion and character building when you can't even see their features, you completely bought R2-D2. Now, if that was just a remote control thing that was just, they rolled around, it wouldn't have worked. And it was Kenny Baker's performance and the way he moved and it, it just worked. And it was because of Kenny Baker. It really well, was. So, so Kennedy would argue that with the CGI face-off thing, that that's exactly what they're doing because it's a different actor underneath. With they're just putting a CGI face on it. But you got to let other actors put their spin on these characters. I agree. That's I the point. Agree. Yeah, I completely. It's and, actors and who bring. I'm, I'm something making to her the argument I know. to be devil's advocate. Yeah. Yeah, but she's completely missing the whole point of acting. Acting. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, as good as I've seen CGI in video games, none of it comes close to actual acting. None of it. No, yeah. it. It's just how it is. And even if it is a full CGI movie, the actor who's talking is bringing a performance, especially if they use motion capture. You know, yeah. one of the things that I missed out on when it first came out, and now I'm getting caught up on, is Love, Death, and Robots. Mm-hmm. Um I thought it was more of a steampunk thing, and eh, I just wasn't really all that into it. And then I started, I just watched one episode. I noticed that they were all very small, little, standalone films. And so I watched one, and then another one, and another one, and they're so good. They're so good. And it's all kinds of animation. Some of it's, you know, CGI. Some of it is cartoon. Some of it is, it's just live action, actual people. And it's so good. It's some of the best little short stories I've seen in many, many years. And it's because of the actors. It's because of the storytelling. You you got to let real people play roles. Otherwise, Star Wars is going to just suck. And you yeah, got to let new actors come in and play some of these roles. Because heaven forbid, they bring a, a nuance or something new to the character that makes it better. Let's not pretend that Luke's, that Mark Hamill is some kind of a great actor. He's not. He wasn't very good. If you take out Harrison Ford out of Star Wars, it's kind yeah. of a stupid movie. 
he's the one that kind of grounds everything. Like, oh, it's kooky religion, and yeah, you know, he's this gruff. I don't. This is I. I I'm uh, detached I mean, yeah, from what's I, going I, on. I, this this was. I, I mean, you're absolutely right. This was a, a real problem with the original Star Wars movie. You, you had some really good actors in there doing the doing some of the smaller roles. Yeah, yeah, and the principals weren't that great. No. Carrie you know, Fisher's um, not that great of an actress. Carrie Fisher's not that great. Well, you know, it's not it's not that great a role to be honest. But um, well, you know, they expand it. She... Here's the here's here's going right to my point. Just the first episode of Obi Wan Kenobi, they established yeah. that she is not a a a, a, a porcelain princess. princess. Yeah, she yeah. is more like Luke in that she craves adventure and and she's very independent. She's yeah. very you know she is the daughter. Which I, I don't know why we never thought about this, of Darth Vader, and Padme, and Padme was very strong. Yeah. Not so much in the movies, but what they established with her in in the Clone Wars. Yeah. She was a badass, and then yeah. we're supposed to just assume that Princess Leia, because it's a princess, that she has to be rescued. Well, let's let's not forget the context here. In the original, the original Star Wars movie was meant to be like a you know like a. A movie serial from the thirties. Yeah, it was a fairy tale, and it was and it, and, and it was written like that. And uh, let's face it, even Harrison Ford criticized the scripting that uh, George Lucas put in front of him. Yeah, he said famous for saying anybody could write saying, this, but George, you can write this shit down, but I can't say. Yeah, it. <laughs> you know, um, you know. So so yeah, it let's let's not let's. But but I think that was a problem with the original Star Wars is that because of where it came from and who it was written by and then what they did is they through the the vagaries of casting yeah they got some you know um the guy who played Grand Moff Tarkin it was just amazing was it yeah but he was a he was a Shakespeare trained classical actor that's exactly yeah, so what was, I'm saying so was Sir Alec Guinness yeah Harrison Ford was a was a an already well established up and coming actor who'd had um you know who'd worked in American graffiti very well received was clearly a better actor than many of the other people yeah. around him and then you had these guys who were you know young unknown and they fit a stereotype no, but yeah, not to knock their not to knock their careers at all or anything like that. But let's face it, I think Mark Hamill would be the first to suggest, first to, to agree with you that he's not like the, um, you know, the the greatest actor of his generation. No, um, you know, um, so there there you have it, and and so so there was this mismatch, and so I, the problem with the with the whole CGI thing is it, it because it it just comes across as as craven fan service oh you love this so much it's so sacred that we can't even change the faces right uh and and it's just like well, yeah yeah star wars is star wars it's it's you know it's popcorn entertainment at the end of the day it's great popcorn entertainment but it is not it can be you know? great popcorn entertainment yeah but you got be, but you gotta let you gotta the creatives right. be creative and that means exactly. new actors in established roles you just and, have to do it and new characters and you know that's hey, right maybe maybe some new stories that go different directions and do it well i would Give suggest it the same that, amount of attention i would and, suggest and that money. roku and the mandalorian because i can never remember his actual name uh, because it doesn't matter is yeah. is just as well known now as possibly han solo and luke skywalker oh i expect so yeah you know i i expect so and and you know you've got to remember as well the original star wars you know it was 50 years ago now is it more i mean more than that well the original uh, star wars no it's not yeah. 50 years yet that'll be that'll happen in 2027 right but it's getting on it's a long time ago mm -hmm. yeah in a galaxy um, far away 
<laughs> Very good. Um, the, it, it should not be cast like a flying amber. Quite literally, it should be recast. Yep. You know, I should mention that right at the beginning of the show, because we kind of really jumped in the show and didn't mention it, uh, because we forgot on the last episode, uh, that we are playing theme songs at the beginning of each episode. And this week, you guys are like, wow, you played that music and you never talked about it. So let's talk about it. Uh, the theme from The Sopranos. Now, that music was not made for that TV show. They use you know, established music, which a lot of shows yeah. do, which I have no problem with. But when you hear that music now, did you ever watch The Sopranos? I didn't. Wow. Um, yeah. And, it, and I, I never will now because there's so much of it. And this, for you, that's my embarrassment of Richard's content, comment. I'll yeah, never but, get back to it. Yeah, but um, the problem with that, though, is that you really are denying yourself of something special because I sure I am. The, Sopra- yeah. the Sopranos was, we've, we've had different generations of television, and I think the streaming thing is a new generation. But when you take the totality of all television into account, The Sopranos is by far one of the very best shows ever made. Um, yeah. I, I still have um, a struggle. If someone says, what's the best, what's your favorite of all time? It, it's either Breaking Bad or The Sopranos. And, 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 and see, it's ironic that they're both about bad people. Yeah, but but there, there's another show that um, I couldn't get into Breaking Bad. I just could not get into it at all, um, and so I've never watched the whole thing. Yeah, see, I don't uh, I don't get that know. because the acting is so strong, the storytelling right, I don't is so. De- I spot can't on. deny any of that. It just for some reason it just didn't. It might be it because it really is an American show. It really could is. be. It could and be. The Sopranos is definitely that who, as well. I know plenty of people here who loved um, loved both of them. I mean, my brothers, my two brothers, and my father all adored The Sopranos. Yeah, it's that um, good. You know, the thi- I I think the th- the thing for me is that and maybe one of the things that always put me off The Sopranos is because Gangsters has been so done so much. Um, but it's not a show about gangsters. That's I, the issue. I know. It's I know a show that, about but, family. But that's how it that's how it presented at the beginning, and and, and consequently never got into it. Did um, you ever watch the first episode? Nope. Yeah, I mean, the first episode doesn't really... It, it's this guy that's having a mental issue, mm-hmm. and he goes to a therapist. Well, a bad guy doesn't go to a therapist. That's the whole basis of that stupid movies, those two movies that came out. Uh, <laughs> Analyze but, this. Yeah, but this is realistic. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he, he can't have his people find out that he's going to a therapist. Yeah. And there's only so much he can tell this woman, who, by the way, is the the lady who played Karen in Goodfellas, and we just lost Ray Liotta, which was sad. Yeah, because Goodfellas was, is I, so one of my favorite well, movies. Say, I, maybe that's part of the reason I didn't get into The Sopranos because I, I think Goodfellas is like the perfect gangster movie. I agree, but and, this is not a and, gangster show, and you keep no, I, referring I know, back but, to that. That's not what it's but about. I, I think I think that's always what kind of put me off getting to the Sopranos is is feeling like that's what it was about and therefore thinking well I've kind of I've seen the best of that and uh, but you, know, you haven't kind of, because as good yeah. as that show that movie is it's not as good as the Sopranos it really is a show about family good and bad it's about this uncontrolled uh, aggression that one character can have that he's trying to control that he uses as manipulation when he needs to but sometimes, and he thinks he's in control of it, but sometimes he's not. And it can just explode. 
Um, there's this underlying, you really don't want to make this guy mad. Where I, I'll give you an example. His daughter is somewhere. And an associate of Tony's approaches her. Now, he doesn't like Tony. And he thinks this is going to be a good time to kind of take a dig at Tony because he's not there. And he thinks Tony's getting weak. And so he goes up and he makes some very rude and inappropriate comments to his daughter. Now, his daughter's not a, a little girl. She's an adult yeah. at this point. And then she casually mentions it to her dad. Yeah. And the performance that James gives in that moment as Tony Soprano, you can see the anger. You can see, oh, shit, something bad is going to happen to this other guy. And then you get almost an immediate payoff where he goes and confronts this guy and what he does to this person. And this person has people around him to protect him, but they don't do shit when Tony Soprano comes in. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those scenes that you're just like, wow, this is that guy. This is not a normal, this is what we'd all like to do, but this is so beyond what normal human society is about. And then it just establishes that you don't screw around. But you also see a lot of his vulnerabilities at his absolute lowest when yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Um, it, it is in the supporting cast is just it, it really is one of those shows that you're doing yourself a disservice. And I'm not saying this just because I think it's so good. You're doing yourself a disservice of not of dismissing it for the reasons that you've given and not giving it a chance. And it gets better as time goes on. It's one of those that, and I know you've heard about the ending. It's kind of unsatisfactory, and it is, but it still doesn't detract from everything that came before. The, the worst part about watching The Sopranos now is Gandolfini had passed away, you know, yeah. shortly after the series ended, and you'll never see him in that role. Now, could they recast it? Yeah, they did. His son plays him in, in the something of Newark or something, which yeah. isn't very good, to be honest, but... You really should watch The Sopranos. It is that good. It really is a seminal moment in television history that really did kickstart the entire generation that we got right up to the streaming wars. As good as television got with stuff like The Wire, uh, as yeah. good as Breaking Bad is, they all owe the, the existence, the ability to tell those types of stories um, with very nuanced and continuing story. And it really did start with the Sopranos. There really was nothing like the Sopranos when it started. It, oh, it, it just, I'm, it's so I'm good. Young, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I, th I think, I think that new generation television really started with Save by the bell. Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> Next week on tech fan will be a solo show. As I look for a new co-host, <clears throat> it's, um, you really should watch it. I, I know yeah. it, it's very difficult to commit to watching something when there is an abundance of riches out there that we have now. And I didn't even mention that Stranger Things, final, is it, I don't know if it's the final season or what, but um, the new season, I'll just leave it at that, of Stranger yeah. Things start. I watched the first episode just as good as anything that's come before on the series. Yeah. And it's a fantastic series. It's probably the best thing that Netflix has going for. It. And it's the only reason they're not going to lose 10 million subscribers over the next month. Um, yeah. cause they're in a lot of trouble. Um, yeah. you know, Netflix is hope more is better. It's not, it's, 
it's kind of biting them in the ass now with everybody else producing really good content. Paramount Plus has now Halo, which eh, um, which we'll talk about when you watch it. Um, yep. Star Trek Brave New Worlds, fantastic. You know, Hulu's got some really good stuff going on. Um, I just watched the one with, uh, eh, it doesn't matter. Um, Disney Plus is killing it. Let's killing be honest, it. killing it. Let's face it, even Apple TV. Apple TV has some really good stuff. They, yeah. I just watched their series where the uh, people go to work and they have their... Yeah, Severance. 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 Yeah. I've heard... Oh, that's something I want to watch. I've heard really good it's, things it's, about it's, it. It is very clever also idea. very good. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. I was a little disappointed with the ser- season finale because I wanted more. So that should yeah. tell you something. Um, but Netflix is in a lot of trouble. Because I don't think they have anything in their pipeline that's competing from a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a quality standpoint. They have yep. stranger things. What else What else is big on Netflix that we're dying for? I can't think of anything. They're, they're, mm, no. they're becoming the Ryan Reynolds clearinghouse, which is fine. I like Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> but... You know, and that yeah, they, that last movie he was in was pretty good, but I'm not they've going finished, to... They've finished with Adam Sandler and they've moved on to Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, the competition is, quite honestly, and, and I'm surprised it happened, Netflix got caught flat-footed, and now you're just hearing yeah. excuse after an excuse. Now they're talking about possibly a, uh, a, a, a less expensive tier with ads. That will be the end of Netflix if they do that. Well, yeah, it will the, the, slowly I, start going down and down and down until someone like we, Apple just comes in and buys them. Yeah, you can't help feeling that if you've got to change your business model when everyone else has copied your business model and is, don't need to change their business model, that you're the one who's in the wrong. <laughs> They're becoming you know? the, the, the channel for... Um, and don't get me wrong, I just kept on saying Love, Death, and Robots was great, but yeah. it'd be great on any of these channels. And uh, it's not a reason to subscribe to Netflix. Stranger Things is. It's that good. But it's, it, what, it's been three years since the last series? Yeah, well, that, that's the problem. Is, is a, That's a legacy property for them. And you've got to keep bringing new stuff in mm-hmm. that people want to watch in order to maintain. Or don't make it so um, long. Bosch, yeah. for instance, was on uh, Amazon Prime. It was one of the very first, if not the first, series on Amazon yeah. Prime. They they ran I think five seasons and then they stopped it and now they have a new one called uh, Bosch Legacies or something like that where not Legacies I can't think of what it is it doesn't matter on Amazon's because they bought IMDb TV yeah and they just call it Freebie which is aw- yeah. an awful name um, but it's it's part of Amazon Prime it's ad supported so anybody can watch it, it doesn't cost anything so I guess it's not part of Amazon Prime. But they brought the Harry Bosch series over there, and it's just as good. It's the same creative team, same actors. It's yeah. it's really good. They've really missed an opportunity there because Bosch. Uh, when I hear Bosch, I think of um, you know those like rechargeable drills and screwdrivers and things like that yeah. that contractors use. Yeah, yeah, perfect, so, perfect synergy as far as. Uh, yeah, yeah, so so really, what they should have done is they should have called the new show Bosch Recharge. Yeah, you probably never watched the series, yes. <laughs> I I am familiar. I love the guy who plays Bosch. Yeah, I love that actor, uh, but Weaver. I've only ever watched one or two Weaving, seasons of something it. Something like that. One, one or two episodes of it. Yeah. It's, no, it's not it's Hugo good. Weaving. It's um, it's the other guy. Yeah. Anyways, it's really good. <laughs> I, I've watched every episode that they've had out so far, uh, including they just completed the the first series of the new series, if you will, 
and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really good. I, I really enjoy it. It's it's definitely a cop drama, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but like we said, there's an abundance of riches, and Netflix is they've canceled shows that were extremely popular, and no one really knows why. Yeah. Or they'll release something that was good, and they give it. They, it's never on the uh, Lost in Space. Yeah. They had three seasons. Cole and I watched the first season, and after the third season, they canceled it. But it came and went without a whisper because there was zero promotion from Netflix. So Netflix commissions these shows, does nothing to promote them, doesn't put them on. You you get The Ranch as a great big, hey, look at this show. It's like, really? You you spent all this money on Lost in Space, and you're going to do nothing to promote it. Oh, I think, I mean, Netflix is awash with the reality shows now, um, which are very cheap to produce. And I, I wonder if that's where they see their future. Well, if they do, I see their futures being owned by a Apple or Microsoft <laughs> or somebody. Because they they will not survive if they don't get back to their roots, which is creating good original content that's worth talking about at the water cooler. That's what made Netflix Netflix. You know, they they were so brilliant when they made the transition from mailing you a DVD to streaming. And at the time it was a very unpopular decision. It really was, but they were proven right. And at every turn they've done the right thing. But for the last, I'm going to say four years, you've seen a decline of content of quality content. That's worth watching. I think, I think the other problem with Netflix is, is that, I think I think they have a bit of hubris about them. They take a lot of stuff for granted. I mean, Bridgerton was a huge series um, and was hugely popular for them. But I don't think they factor in external factors that affect their viewing, such as the fact that we had COVID yeah. when everybody was watching everything. Um, and I think as well, sometimes they they literally do just go, oh, yeah, well, um, we they take a financial decision. They'll go, that show is too expensive to produce now, so we're going to kill it. Yep. And they're ignoring the fact that it's bringing viewers in yeah. and it's keeping viewers in. I think the problem is they're so focused on um, growing subscribers that they, they have lost, they've dropped the ball on retention of subscribers. Yep. And now it is kicking in the ass because people are saying, oh, well, I've got, to, I've got to cut one of these streaming services. At oh, the exact same Disney. time that this yeah. is happening, they make a major announcement that they're raising prices. Yeah, like, wait exactly. a minute, you just lost a whole bunch of subscribers. Competition is more fierce than it's ever been. You're getting your ass yeah. kicked, and now you're saying we got to pay more for it? Well, yeah. guess what, Netflix? <laughs> if one of them's got to go, you're probably it's low men on you. the totem pole at this point. And I don't yeah. think they realize that. I think leadership is wearing blinders and someone needs to step in at Netflix, maybe the board and just make drastic sweeping changes across the board to try to bring it back. They need someone with vision and they've got a businessman running it. And that's the problem. Yeah. So with that, um, we're going to wrap up this episode of the geeks pub. David and I will be back on this show in two weeks. We hope you join us. And if you want more of us, you can check out, Tech Fan, we do that every other week. And when we're not doing uh, this show, techfanpodcast.com is where you can find that show. This show is, of course, at The Geeks Pub. You can find us at mymac.com. And all of our social media is under Tech Fan, so find us there. Send us an email, the show at thegeekspubpodcast.com. David, I'll see you next week on Tech Fan. See you then.